Jewish meditation tradition, uh, <clears throat> there are a number of uh, manifestations of the eternal, and uh, they are derived from the Bible. One of them is uh, wisdom, and th this uh, <clears throat> wonderful passage from Proverbs uh, <clears throat> gives us uh, one of these uh, <clears throat> pictures of what it means to have the eternal appear and operate in the world as wisdom. <clears throat> it is wisdom calling, understanding, raising her voice. She takes her stand at the topmost heights, by the wayside, at the crossroads, near the gates at the city entrance. At the entryway, she shouts, O oh man, I call to you. My cry is to all mankind. O oh, simple ones, learn shrewdness. O oh, dullards, instruct your minds. Listen, for I speak noble things. Uprightness comes from my lips. My mouth utters truth. Wickedness is abhorrent to my lips. All my words are just. None of them perverse or crooked. All are straightforward to the intelligent person and right to those who have attained knowledge. Accept my discipline rather than silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies. No goods can equal her. I, wisdom, live with prudence. I attain knowledge and foresight. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride, arrogance, the evil way, and duplicity in speech. Mine are counsel and resourcefulness. I am understanding. Courage is mine. Through me, kings reign and rulers decree just laws. Through me, princes rule. Great persons and all the righteous judges, those who love me, I love, and those who seek me will find me. Uh, Sholem Aleichem, the uh, Yiddish uh, storyteller, <clears throat> tells a story about <clears throat> a poor man who uh, is starving and uh, is abused by everyone for much of his life, and finally he just passes away, you know, and he wakes up in the glory of heaven, and uh, the angels are marveling at him. And they said, look at all you've been through, all the suffering, all the this trouble, and you've had so little. What would you like? We'll give you anything, right? And he looks around, and he's been terribly hungry, and he says, could I just have a fresh piece of bread? <laughs> and, and I met with a man uh, this past week, and I've met with him a number of times, uh, who uh, for 40 years here in Aspen has been a laborer, and he is a, actually a, uh, uh, a, a Vietnam vet uh, who's disabled, uh, and uh, he's uh, suffering some additional disability now. And uh, although he gets some uh, government assistance due to his military service, he still lives in pretty much in poverty. And uh, what's remarkable uh, is how many people have been helping him in a daily way. Uh, in, uh, in this community, and uh, that's been going on for a number of years now. <clears throat> uh, when someone uh, took money from him, uh, another person uh, got that money back 
uh, and uh, saw that he was better protected. Uh, I'm also uh, amazed, having spent some time with him, how grateful he is, how generous he has been to other people with the little bit that he has. And he's always uh, astounded at people's uh, gifts to him. Uh, uh, one of the restaurants here in town makes sure that when he's not going to the senior center for, for lunch that he gets food, you know. I mean, it's just uh, been a beautiful tribute. Uh, and he, he marvels at it. He doesn't, he doesn't take it for granted. <clears throat> There's a book called Our Towns by James and Deborah Fallows that is about similar uh, issue, uh, uh, efforts, such as the ones that, that this man has received here is just one example, uh, uh, going on especially in small cities around the United States. And in the book, they document uh, local efforts to restore communities, to encourage uh, uh, visits and planned events in uh, city centers or in town centers. Uh, what's interesting is that the successful people in these communities are expected to contribute to the common good, uh, that, they, that they have developed a, a, a culture of that, and uh, that uh, some cities have boosted uh, skills training and education on their own to help people get better jobs, and uh, others have led successful efforts to build new enterprises, to get people uh, 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 successfully started in those enterprises. And that's very much what we see here at, at our best, isn't it, in, the, in this community. Uh, I know that there are people here, including someone who's here right now, uh, who have helped elders with their taxes, myself included, <laughs> and uh, who have helped with computer skills through the library. Uh, I know that uh, uh, one of the examples in uh, this book by the Fallows uh, is of uh, indoor places for uh, families to take uh, toddlers, young children, during the winter especially, uh, not only so the children have some place to play with all the activities there, but also to uh, share time with them. And when I work out down at the, at the Carbondale Rec Center, I'm always delighted to see the uh, very young children and their mothers and sometimes their fathers as well come uh, for that exact thing, for, for a recreation time, especially in the winter that's indoors, so that not only the kids can play, but the uh, uh, people that are spending all their time often alone with their children are getting some time with each other as well. <clears throat> uh, one of the things that uh, this takes <clears throat> to have these communitarian efforts succeed uh, is overcoming some of uh, the prejudices that people have that keep them from uh, reaching out to each other. And uh, they, I'm very struck as a, as a teacher at CMC for all these years, I've been teaching over 20 years now, some 20 something, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and you know, uh, although we had more students in the past from Asia and from India and from uh, a number of Muslim countries, uh, we do have some of them still. We have a lot of Latinos, which is wonderful. And uh, I find that a lot of my Anglo students are really uh, learning from them about other people, other cultures, and overcoming some of their uh, resistance, their prejudice, their, their misunderstanding, their ignorance about uh, these cultures. In fact, I had a young man uh, who was from the South, because uh, people come from all over to come to CMC, uh, and uh, uh, he had spent a year with us, and uh, he had... Uh, uh, been in, in a respectful environment toward women, at least in terms of the, of the way we talk. We, we always have to relearn those things, don't we, in this era. Uh, and uh, also he had been 
uh, struck by uh, the, the fact that uh, people were so open about uh, sexual orientation. So he went back to his little community, uh, and he found he was having a real trouble, a real struggle, because it, he realized that uh, uh, every other word from some of his friends was either misogynist or, or homophobic. And, and having spent some time in my psychology set, class, he said, I guess there's a lot of insecurity about sexuality, isn't there? <laughs> and, uh, so uh, uh, I, I think people do get to overcome things, especially when they're one-on-one -on -one with each other. Otherwise, what happens is that um, uh, we have these generalities about people, but we never get to meet them, right? <laughs> uh, I know that uh, that has especially been true in some of the classes I've taught where uh, uh, we've had Muslim students, and we only have a few of those right now, but uh, it's been a real opportunity for people to, uh, <clears throat> to confront their distortions about Muslims in general and actually meet one, you know, and spend a semester uh, in discussions. And uh, I teach wonderful subjects, you know, like, like philosophy and human sexuality and death and dying and this sort of thing. And, and it brings out all of the various aspects, you know, of our lives. So you can't really escape, you know. It really goes to where you're, where you're uh, living, where you are. Uh, one of the uh, uh, early experiences I had that really helped me uh, to develop uh, that possibility, that, that, uh, uh, and I may have mentioned this when I spoke here a long time ago, uh, was that uh, I was a minister in a, I was an assistant minister in a 80% a, a black congregation in South Philadelphia in the late 60s, all right? We did absolutely marvelous things, you know. We got into all of these uh, uh, efforts, uh, activism, uh, marches. Uh, uh, we were uh, feeding people, uh, getting them to stop eating dog food, for instance, and eat real food, you know, uh, when they were poor, uh, uh, mobilizing all kinds of efforts, uh, uh, including a, a, a community school board and, and uh, efforts to um, uh, get people uh, into their own housing. And, uh, and what happened was that this was uh, early on, really, and we, what was ha meaning in the uh, civil rights movement, so, uh, so that uh, we had a lot of people in suburban uh, Lutheran congregations that had never met a black person, all right? <laughs> and so what we did was we set up a uh, program called Wellsprings, where we took our black uh, <clears throat> uh, church council members up to the church councils at the, in these uh, suburban white congregations, and we would spend a whole weekend uh, constantly talking, eating together, praying together, uh, discussing things together, and it was marvelous, the one-on-one -on -one relationships that we were able to develop in, in a weekend, all right? And then these people would come down uh, shaking in their boots sometimes <laughs> to Southwark, right, to, to South Philadelphia, and find out that, the, that it really wasn't so, so awful to actually uh, uh, visit a place that they had mostly avoided, you know, and uh, that, that there were some exciting and wonderful things happening, and, and a number of them got involved, all right, because they, they, uh, they were really drawn in, you know, by what it was like to, to actually get to know people one-on-one, -on -one. and a lot of their uh, stereotypes got blown away, Right, because uh, uh, a number of the people we took were actually successful business people. They were people who had uh, the same concerns for their children as the people in the sub suburbs did. It was absolutely marvelous, and uh, and I've looked for uh, that dimension wherever I've found myself. You know, it's been wonderful to have any amount of that because we're not going to really overcome uh, xenophobia or our prejudices unless we do have 
some kind of one-on-one -on -one encounter. I mean, that's, uh, if anything, that's why we want to welcome the migrants, right? We want to welcome uh, some of the stranger, as, as, uh, as it says in both the Old and New Testaments, right? That, that uh, along with the, the, uh, uh, the uh, orphans and the widows, we always welcome the stranger. And those are migrants, right? They're coming from other places. Unless you actually get to encounter them, you don't get to really appreciate them. Uh, we had a, a, a man who came uh, to our house who was very skilled as a carpenter uh, to work with us, and we were shocked when he wouldn't let us pay him. I said, what's this? He said, well, you guys are old. <laughs> I said, what do you mean we're old? We're going to pay you, you know. <laughs> we're still, I'm still working. You know? And uh, no, he said, no, I, I you know, I, I have this, this uh, respect for older people from this country that I come from, you know, and... Uh, uh, and, and I've got to do that, you know. And so, of course, we had to go uh, roundabout and sneaky ways to finally get some money to him and his family, you know, at a holiday, uh, just because it was just too much. You know, I mean, he'd put all these hours in. And, uh, and I, I did uh, convince him the next time he came to at least give, uh, give him some money, but he wouldn't tell me how much to, to pay him. I mean, he, he still had that kind of feeling, you know. I mean, I gained from that, you know. That's beautiful to have someone's... Uh, spirit uh, uh, be so rich and so uh, 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 rare in some ways, you know, uh, in this kind of context. <clears throat> uh, we have uh, uh, lost uh, some of that um, range of experience, and, and I think uh, that uh, the critics that are telling us that we get into a kind of um, echo chamber <laughs> of those who are familiar and agree and, and, and are, are, are having the same experiences and the, and the same culture or whatever, uh, prevents us to some extent from having enough of these encounters. Um, you know, uh, it, it was uh, very revealing for me when I arrived in, in South Philadelphia that I was working with gang members, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of cringe now when I think of the things that I, I, I thought I could do safely with people who were about to fight each other, you know. Uh, we did actually get the Fifth Street gang to, to uh, uh, be transformed into a rock group, but I can't take uh, uh, credit for that because we had uh, a, a team come from a university there in Philadelphia and work over a period of time with with the Fifth Streeters, and they, they, they got really good. I mean, they, they did gigs all over the city, you know, and they weren't fighting anymore <laughs> with broken bottles at each other, you know, so it was pretty scary stuff at first. Uh, you know, part of this uh, uh, prejudice uh, comes from what uh, Daniel Kahneman, uh, the psychologist and, and uh, uh, <clears throat> The uh, economist now, because he got his, his uh, Nobel uh, Prize in, in, econ in uh, economics uh, for uh, his uh, brilliant uh, uh, application of information about biases and fallacies, you know. Uh, what he did was uh, he identified what he calls my side bias, you know, the fact that we are reluctant to give up our pictures of other people, our, our stereotypes, our conclusions, our attitudes, uh, uh, it's uh, really along the lines of, uh, on any topic, my mind's made up, don't confuse me with the facts, right? Uh, it, that generally, uh, uh, officially, is called a confirmation bias because we get confirmed in our notions and we don't want to modify them. We look for things that, that confirm what we already believe and what we already think rather than uh, be challenged to see something differently. And, and I think that's what we need most if we're going to be able to overcome some of these uh, uh, stereotypes and conflicts. <clears throat> uh, 
I've been uh, excited by the challenge. Right? I teach environmental ethics again uh, uh, in August, starting in August. And uh, this is a tough era because we're trying to not only teach environmental ethics but practice it, you know, and, and actually do some activism that's effective. And Frederick Rich, uh, in his book, uh, Getting to Green, has tried to help us see that there is a way to work with people uh, without having to use all of the, f uh, the phrases like climate change and all the rest that turn them off, all right? That, that uh, a lot of conservatives are really into conservation, all right? <laughs> Uh, that you, you can, you, if you uh, are a hunter, if you're a rancher, if you are an outdoors person in any way, you want the environment to uh, remain whole and protected and, and thrive, and you're willing to do something about that. And, and if somebody at least can be sensitive enough not to, to uh, raise all kinds of, uh, of uh, issues that kind of interfere uh, with your willingness to be part of that effort, there are things we can still do together. And the same thing is true. Uh, there have been a couple of um, excellent uh, efforts to help us understand how do we talk to science deniers? You know, uh, our, our uh, first prompting is to get angry, right, and, 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 and uh, want to be in their face and tell them that they're wrong and that they should uh, uh, accept uh, the findings of careful research. But when we do that, obviously they, they in, are entrenched. You know, they're going, they they want to confirm their, their opinion rather than change in, in any way. So there, the suggestion has been that, that uh, when we're dealing with real situations, especially with uh, uh, environmental change, that we look to uh, the opportunities for people uh, who are involved in solar or wind power to earn money and gain skills and, and be part of the solution. Uh, without having to name, you know, some some term that they're really uh, uh, that's, that's really a uh, a barrier for them to being able to cooperate and work with those programs, and there has been some success in doing exactly that. Uh, skills training. We we have people that are going to lose jobs no matter what people are told about the future of coal. The future of coal is not lots of jobs. All right, <laughs> uh, and people who have been working in that industry. Uh, are definitely needing to continue their education to add to their skill uh, set so that they have can get well-paying jobs in other ways. <clears throat> uh, and the, and, and they, these are uh, uh, efforts that, that most people will uh, uh, support. There are um, uh, financial impacts of, uh, of um, uh, sea level rise, and this was a really interesting thing. I was sent by the court to do a, a, an investigation down in Georgia. <laughs> I had to stay with uh, this very conservative family, and it was quite interesting to spend time with them. And uh, and when I mentioned sea level rise, oh no, we don't use those that phrase here. You know, even though the sea level is rising in that part of Georgia, and people are suffering from it, <laughs> we don't talk about that, right? But. Uh, and he, he was knowledgeable enough to know that there actually are efforts underway in his part of Georgia to try to uh, uh, ameliorate the situation, address the situation, be, cope with the situation, and that, that if, you, if you don't uh, uh, talk about this ideologically, there will be some cooperation in doing something, right? 
and uh, th that's really what we're looking for. I mean, uh, yes, we can talk about ideology. We can talk about the fact that for many fundamentalists, you know, uh, God alone changes the world, and so uh, you shouldn't be messing with uh, uh, campaigns that are, are supposed to uh, change what God is already doing or something like that, you know. I mean, they have their own rationale, but if you don't touch that and you simply go to what's actually happening, uh, something can be changed. Now, the beauty to me of, uh, of this passage that I read uh, and the other passages in, in the 8th and ninth chapters of uh, Proverbs is that uh, wisdom is part of nature. That when we encounter wisdom, we're encountering the world as it is. That there is something profound happening uh, from the beginning of time in this passage that is manifesting over and over again and inviting us to be part of it. Uh, I love this one book, which I know is a little hard uh, for a lot of people to read because it's by a Nobel laureate physicist, Frank Wilczek, but it's called A Beautiful Question. And over and over again, in a, a, an absolutely stunning way, he shows us how much the, the uh, natural world that is studied by science is a, a, a place of wonder and awe of uh, constant revelation of things that blow our mind, you know, that, that, and, uh, that require us to lay aside some of our notions in order to receive something which we will only barely comprehend, right? but which, uh, if you have any interest at all in the world, will intrigue you. Right? And he mentions uh, other scientists like Niels Bohr, you know, who were very uh, uh, receptive to uh, concepts like yin and yang or whatever, just as symbols of how complex and how interrelated different forces and factors are uh, in, in nature. <clears throat> and, and that's what this passage is really inviting us to do. You know, when I tell my philosophy students that uh, uh, Spinoza, who uh, started out uh, as... Uh, uh, a, a Jewish uh, philosopher, and when he was rejected by his own uh, Jewish community because they were afraid uh, he was upsetting the Christians too much, right? He went to actually some Christians who were quite willing to to uh, <clears throat> deal with his unorthodox approach to things. Uh, even changed uh, his name to from Baruch Spinoza to Benedict, all right, because that was the Latin Christian name, you know. Uh, but he was, so he tried very hard to work with both in order to uh, uh, continue his investigations. Uh, into uh, nature as a manifestation of the eternal. It's like that other term in the Bible that uh, is used in, in Jewish mystical practice, Shekinah, the presence of God in the world, the, the active, moving presence of the divine in our lives and in our world. <clears throat> and, uh, and that's a remarkable uh, uh, witness. <clears throat> and uh, what happens here is that... Uh, <clears throat> We are given an invitation, I think, in this passage from Proverbs to honor the things that we do know that come with careful and long effort at trying to understand the world around us and that we can rely on an agreed-upon consensus of scientific research for accurate predictions and continued investigation in all fields. That without that, we're really uh, unable to make any progress in medicine, in, in uh, uh, biology, in chemistry, in all of the areas that uh, are responsible for what our culture can be at its, 
at, at its best. When we sacrifice truth-telling to ideology, we're jeopardizing our own well-being and that of our descendants. We know this. Uh, but it is not easy because there will continually be something new. Uh, and, that, and, and we are challenged to find a way to respect what remains true while we uh, unfold more about it. And I have to really work with some of our students. I have a lot of students, and I really respect them, who are uh, very fundamentalist Christian. All right? uh, they come from uh, those backgrounds, more than you might think uh, right now. Uh, and um, it's uh, rich to, be f- to find ways to interact with them that don't uh, raise the red flags and, and the barriers and, you know, where they can't really take anything in, but where they can be receptive to the, uh, the richness of the divine working in nature and through nature and that, that, that uh, what science is giving us is really a, a, a closeness to the understanding of the divine, not just uh, to something that uh, they fear is going to uh, deny their faith. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm uh, um, uh, quite delighted with some other things about this uh, uh, marvelous uh, set of passages here. Uh, there is a, a, a kind of um, critical capacity for rationality in our species that is celebrated as part of wisdom. We're called to be the best that we can be rationally uh, and uh, to let go of our arrogance and folly. Uh, to be lovers of wisdom, we have to proceed carefully not to fall into the same holes as the deceivers, right? that uh, it's so easy for us to, to uh, um, overstate our case, right? Or to uh, not do the hard work that, that uh, is required. I know every time I prepare uh, uh, anything in, in philosophy or any of these courses, uh, I have to be very, very careful in how I go about it so that I'm being uh, honest about what we don't know about I mean, like, like Socrates, right? I'm wise only to the extent that I know that I don't know <laughs> and what I don't know, right? <clears throat> and along with that, right, there is the understanding that ignorance can uh, uh, be a bondage, uh, that fear and deception can keep us from being able to move forward in our lives and in our society and in our world. <clears throat> Jesus said that we will know the truth and the truth will make us free. And I think there's a, 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 a literal truth to that. In, in Proverbs, wisdom says, Listen, for I speak noble things. My mouth utter, utters truth. All my words are just. None of them perverse or crooked. All are straightforward to the intelligent person and right to those who have attained knowledge. Accept my discipline rather than silver, knowledge rather than pure gold. For wisdom is better than rubies. No goods can equal her. The one who finds me finds life. Those who seek me will find me. Heed discipline and become wise. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Instruct a wise person and that one grows wiser still. Amen.